here we are. A couple of days back, two days back, 25th of December, 2021, we unwrapped the gift that came down from God to us. It was a four-in-one composite packet, a package, a gift package made up of joy, peace, salvation, and relationship. Those were some of the gifts that God had sent down in the form of his son, Jesus Christ, on that first Christmas day, 2020 years back. But our God is unique. He doesn't stop with one gift on one day of the year. He is an ever giving God to those who know him, to those who love him, and to those who are prepared to receive from him. And so we are going to unwrap one more gift that God has so lovingly and caringly packed for us. Now, before we get there, I request Brother Rajesh to play for us a song, a song titled, The Gift Goes On. And this is also the title for today's brief exhortation, The Gift Goes On. Listen to it. Understand the words that you see on your screens and sing it together if you can. Brother Rajesh, over to you. The gift goes on.
thank you, Brother Rajesh, for playing that song for us. Uh, now, if you will turn with me to the book of Numbers, chapter 24, and we will read verses 15 to 19. And I shall read it from the New Living Translation. Numbers 24, verses 15 to 19. This is the prophecy Balaam delivered. This is the message of Balaam, son of Beor, the prophecy of the man whose eyes see clearly, who hears the words of God, who has knowledge from the Most High, who sees a vision from the Almighty, who falls down with eyes wide open. I see him, but not in the present time. I perceive him, but far in the distant future. A star will rise from Jacob, a scepter will emerge from Israel. It will crush the foreheads of Moab's people, cracking the skulls of the people of Sheth. Edom will be taken over and Seir, its enemy, will be conquered, while Israel continues on in triumph. A ruler will rise in Jacob who will destroy the survivors of Ur. Now, most theologians suggest that these five prophetic verses, especially verse 17, are the verses that motivated the wise men to come searching for a star and a king about 1,400 years after these verses were written. In other words, these verses or these words of prophecy were written 1,400 years before the birth of Christ. So that's about 2,020 years back is when we had the birth of Christ. And 1,400 years before that is when these prophetic words were written. 2,020 years back, a baby was born. And at his birth, God gave him a name and a task that would forever be established at his death. His name, Jesus, meant he would save his people from their sins. His task was to win victory over the forces of evil. And in his victory, he would make us all victors. Jesus, that's the name which means that he would save his people from their sins. And what was Jesus' sole task? His sole task was to win victory over the forces of evil. And in that process, he would redeem us and we would all become victors. Triumph is our portion. And that is why we are having this victory night service. It's a night when we affirm and declare that we are not victims, but we are indeed victors. And that is yet another gift that God gave us at the birth of Jesus Christ. In addition to joy, peace, salvation, and relationship, there was this wonderful gift, a gift of victory. And interestingly, this gift of victory was prophesied 1,400 years before the birth of Christ. We have a few days before we step into 2022. I don't know what we have gone through this year. But what I know is this. We need to declare that we are entering 2022 as victors. We are not entering 2022 as victims of anything that has happened over the last 360 days. And I hope you all agree with me that we are meant to be victors. We are the recipients of a gift of victory. And this is a gift that goes on. 
our victory is not for a season our victory goes on and on and on because that's what god planned for you and for me from the bible we know that jesus christ lived for 33 years within a small geographical location he spoke words of wisdom that millions of people read quote and even use today he healed he delivered and he fed many thousands of people and then at the age of 33 as he hung on that cross on calvary he uttered these immortal words it is finished it is finished now some of you may be wondering whether i've got the season confused i am not sharing a message of easter i am only sharing a message of victory and so the question that we need to ask ourselves at this point is when jesus said it is finished what did he mean what was finished the simple answer to that question is this jesus finished the tasks he had been born to accomplish 30 33 years before he went to that cross he was born in a manger he was wrapped in swaddling clothes but his journey started there he walked the streets of the towns in that area he walked in and around nazareth and he walked towards the cross he was very focused in what he did because he knew that there was only one chance at victory a victory that would continue forever after and he was going to accomplish it on that cross nothing was going to stop jesus from getting to that cross and when he was on that cross just as he was about to give up his spirit he said it is done it is finished in matthew chapter 18 verse 11 we read these words for the son of man has come to save that which was lost for the son of man has come to save that which was lost and therefore yesterday we spoke about that in terms of relationship In Colossians chapter 2 verses 13 to 15 and again I'm reading from the New Living Translation we read these words You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away then God made you alive with Christ He forgave all our sins He canceled the record that contained the charges against us. He took it and destroyed it by nailing it to the cross. In this way, God disarmed the evil rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross of Christ. When Jesus came as a babe born on that christmas day there was a prophetic agenda and that prophetic agenda was victory over forces of evil everything that the devil and his group of guys were doing were going to be dismantled it was going to be a once and for all victory all the records of past sins were going to be wiped away of course there is a condition that follows and the condition is that are you going to accept the lord because if you do you are entitled to the gift if you don't you aren't entitled to the gift 
Now you'll have to decide that. You see, God redeemed us from the clutches of death and he gifted us the freedom of life. God redeemed us from being victims under bondage and gifted us victory over bondage. Because at that time, at the conversation that God the Father and God the Son had, they decided that the devil, Satan, had wagged his tail long enough. It was time to say enough is enough. Your time is up. It was time for Satan to be defeated publicly. And that was the gift. That was yet another gift that God gave us on that Christmas day. This gift of victory that God gave to you and to me is a gift that goes on and on and on. It just goes on. And it's for us to activate its many dimensions. It's like a diamond. And we know that a diamond has many faces depending on how it's cut. I'm not a gemologist. Or if there's any other name, I don't know. I'm not a specialist in gems. But I know that there are certain cuts that are made in diamonds. And this gift of God is like a well-cut diamond that has many sides, many faces, many facets. And we can tap into each one of these faces. Because in each one, we have victory over different circumstances. And that's what we're going to talk about for the next 20 minutes or so. So let's take some time and look at the different sides and the different faces of God's gift of victory. Number one, God has gifted us victory over darkness and the powers of darkness. God has gifted us victory over darkness and the powers of darkness. Matthew chapter 4 verse 16 says this, The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who lived in the land where death casts its shadow, a light has shined. The devil keeps people in darkness. He likes to keep people in their sinful state, the black sinful state, the dark sinful state. And because of this darkness around them, people do not actually see that they are sinning. And ultimately, this leads them to eternal destruction and damnation. Just think about it. If you were in the light, you would see what you are doing. You would know when you make a mistake, when you would know for sure that something that you are doing is not right. And that's why the devil keeps people in darkness. He says, do what you want, because you cannot see the wrong that you are doing. It's masked in the blackness of darkness. But Jesus exposes our sinful state and gives us an opportunity to repent. And once we do that and are out of the environment of sin, we are then out of the environment of darkness. And if we are out of the environment of sin and darkness, we are now in an environment of light which means that we have gained victory over darkness and if we have gained victory over darkness the powers of darkness can no longer hold on to us and our ultimate reward is life eternal with god To those of us who are still living in sin, I need to be blunt. 
remember that you are living as victims in spiritual darkness. We may try to tell ourselves that we are not doing anything wrong. But listen to the word of God. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And there is only one way out of this. We need to have the gift of Jesus Christ. And as we get the gift of Jesus Christ, we get the gift of wit. That's the good news. The good news is that you can be a victor. Victory can be yours if you choose to accept and receive Jesus Christ into your life. Think about it. Do you want to be a victim of darkness or do you want to be a victor living in God's light? John chapter 1 verse 5 in the New Living Translations puts it this way. The light shines through the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Can you just think about that? The darkness can never extinguish light. NLT, New Living Translation, uses the word extinguish. King James Version uses the word comprehend. And NIV uses the word understand. Darkness cannot comprehend light. Darkness cannot understand light. And if we are in darkness, we cannot comprehend, we cannot understand, we cannot deal with light. But when we let the light of God into our lives, it's an entirely different story. The darkness is extinguished from our life. And darkness anywhere else cannot extinguish the light that is in you. The powers of darkness may try, may keep attempting to destroy the light, but they will never succeed because they fail to understand or to comprehend that when Jesus shines in our lives, darkness cannot simultaneously exist in your body or in mine. Gift number two, or facet number two in this gift of victory. God has gifted us victory over spiritual blindness. God has gifted us victory over spiritual blindness. John chapter 9 verse 39 says this. Then Jesus told him, I have come to judge the world. I have come to give sight to the blind and to show those who think they see that they are blind. There are many people who think that they see. But they are blind. And it is to such people that Jesus Christ said he has come to give sight. Jesus was not talking about physical blindness, but spiritual blindness. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, Paul writes this, Satan, the God of this evil world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe, so they are unable to see the glorious light of the good news that is shining upon them. They don't understand the message we preach about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. Satan, the God of this evil world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. So for us to activate this facet of victory, this victory over spiritual blindness, we have to believe who God is, what he can do, what he has done, and that our future is in him and in him alone. Through these verses we see that Jesus and Paul weren't talking about physical blindness. We know that Jesus did heal people who were physically blind, but at this point they were referring to spiritual blindness. And at Christmas, a long time back, centuries back 
God declared war on spiritual blindness and he declared victory to those who believe that they would come out of spiritual blindness. Now this gift, this victory over spiritual blindness is a gift given to you and to me. Do we want this gift to remain wrapped and kept on a table or a shelf? Or do we want to open the gift and activate it today? The choice is yours to make. While closing the uh, Christmas Day service, Pastor made a statement in which he said, Adults generally don't open their gifts immediately. But children would rip apart that wrapper and get to the gift. We have got to be like children, not like adults taking that gift and keeping it on a table and keeping it there for some time and looking at it and saying, I'll open it later. The gift is given for us to activate and apply today. Be a child. Be childlike in your thinking. Number three, the third facet of this gift is that God has gifted us victory over pride. God has gifted us victory over pride. Matthew chapter 20 verse 28 says this, For even I, the Son of Man, came here not to be served, but to serve others and to give my life as a ransom for many. God came down to serve. God did not come to be served. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, came to serve, not to be served. This is something that I believe is quite easy for us to understand, but quite difficult to practice. How often have we grumbled when we have not been exalted or publicly appreciated for something we might or might not have done? How often we find it difficult to play second fiddle to somebody else, either in the office or even in church? We always want to be number one. And that's the way the world is actually going. You know, the world tells you, promote yourself, sell yourself. So you've got to now put up all your good points, whether they are facts or whether they are fiction. You've got to create a picture of yourself and sell yourself to the company, to the organization, to wherever. Trying to tell them that they are losing out if they don't have you. You are promoting yourself. But go read the Bible. Where did Jesus Christ promote himself? In fact, we are expected to promote Jesus Christ today. Even that we don't do. We promote ourselves. We don't promote Jesus Christ. The humbler you actually become, see, the humbler you truly become, and I'm not talking about the humbler you appear to show. That's the mask. Okay, but the humbler you truly become, the higher God will promote you. Look at Moses. God declared him as one. Uh, there was no one else more humble than Moses. This is, God's, this is what God said. He was the most humble man. And yet God made him a leader over a million people. He did not promote himself. He was humble. He did not show that he was humble. 
But God knew that he was humble. So our facet three is, God has gifted us victory over pride. We need to put that into practice. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 18 says this, Pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. The devil may tell you that you are the best. Others may tell you that you are the best and that you need to promote yourself. But God wants you to be meek and humble. Nothing we have is of our own. Our talents are God-given. Our abilities are God-given. And if anyone has to take credit for it, it is God and God alone. Be careful. Pride has led many to damnation and destruction. Facet number four. God has gifted us victory over ignorance. Victory over ignorance. Hosea 4 verse 6, a very well-known verse. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That's, what the, it's, that's how it's written in NKJV. But in the NLT, it is written like this. My people are being destroyed because they don't know me. So now, when you try to read or interpret NKJV, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. What is this knowledge? This knowledge is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Do you know him? It's not worldly wisdom. It's not knowledge about the uh, distance from here to the moon or the sun or from here to Jupiter and, you know, uh, all those kinds of things. That's got nothing to do with the kingdom of heaven. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge is people are destroyed. We are destroyed when we don't know the Lord. And that is what God is telling us. But he has given us an opportunity where we can come out of that. We don't have to be ignorant. We can get to know him. We can get to commune with him. It's the devil who does everything to prevent you and me from knowing Jesus personally. Because the devil knows that once you are introduced to Jesus and you start walking with him, the devil has lost you. And that's not what he wants. So different things will come your way to prevent you from knowing the Lord. And we get destroyed for lack of knowledge. Jesus invites you and me to know him, to have communion with him, to have communication with him, to sit and have lunch and dinner and supper with him. Today, do not be ignorant of the God you serve and worship. We use this, this verse very often in um, our Experiencing God class, and I will quote it again. Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 23 to 24, uh, and I like it from the New Living Translation. This is what the Lord says. Don't let the wise boast in their wisdom, or the powerful boast in their power, or the rich boast in their riches. But those who who wish to boast should boast in this alone, that they truly know me and understand that I am the Lord who demonstrates unfailing love and who brings justice and righteousness to the earth and that I delight in these things. I, the Lord, have spoken. So if there is anything that we can boast about, it's not our degrees. The variety of degrees that we get behind our names. 
doesn't matter at all. But if there is anything that we can boast about, it is this, that I truly know the Lord. That I truly know the Lord. The question that sometimes I hear people asking me is, I know the Lord, but does he know me? This is like, you know, uh, asking an, a, a mother with a newborn child, do you know that this is your child? Which mother says that she doesn't know her child? God is our creator. He knows us inside out. He knows everything that's happening because he's put ourselves together. He's knit me together. He's created me. I have been wonderfully and fearfully made. By whom? By God. He knows me. There's no questions about that. The question is, do we know him? But the verse tells us, if there is something that you can boast about, it is only in this, that you can say that I know the Lord. That is victory over ignorance. God does not want us to live in ignorance. And each of us has received this gift of victory over ignorance. As Pastor Franklin exhorted us last Friday during the worship service, he said, open your Bibles, read and meditate on the word of God. Know him, understand him, obey him. You will be a victorious Christian. Facet number five. God has gifted us victory over sickness and disease. Now this is probably one battle all of us are fully aware of. Day after day, week after week, we seek good health. We seek release from sickness and disease. And time after time, God has been faithful in answering our prayers. Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 and 17, we read these words. That evening, many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. All the spirits fled when he commanded them to leave, and he healed all the sick. This fulfilled the word of the Lord through Isaiah who said, He took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. This was prophesied. And when Jesus said, you will do all that I have done and more. He was only telling us. The gift of victory is already in you over sickness and disease. And I am doing it right now in front of you. I'm healing people. I'm driving out diseases. You can do it because you have been gifted with the victory over sickness and disease. Do you know that as a child of the living God, a born again believer, one who has accepted Jesus, you have the authority to ward off diseases that none can hurt you? We're going to be praying in a bit of time. But I'm not going to be praying. I'm just going to be telling you what to pray for. And you, as a child of God, will pray in your homes. I am only going to say at the end, Amen. Which means we move on to the next point. Luke 10 verse 9, 19, this is what I just said. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You and I have this authority. Let's vocalize it. Let's believe and vocalize. You and I have been gifted good health and physical strength. Claim this gift. 
use your God-given authority to live healthy lives. And finally, my sixth facet. Now I need to tell you that these are not the only six facets in the gift of victory that God has given us. There are many, many more. You can search scriptures and you will find that so much more of, of facets of victory, of sides of victory that you and I could claim. But for want of time, I've just limited myself to six. And my sixth side of victory, face of victory is this. God has gifted us victory over fear and the effects of fear. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Fear is the one weapon Satan has repeatedly used against people. He creates an atmosphere of terror and we hide, we cover in some corner. We need to remember that 2020 years back, the devil was defeated. He is a spent force. All he does is throw shadows at us. King David understood this very well when he expressed it in Psalm 23 verse 4 where he wrote, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You can walk through the valley of the shadow of death because that's all that the devil can throw at you, shadows. And you can try it out for yourself. Have a light in front of you and there's a shadow behind you. And see if that shadow can do anything to you. Change the position of the light. Bring it lower down. The shadow will look bigger. Pull it to one side. The shadow can look st strange. Can have a weird appearance. But it's just a shadow. It cannot touch you. Our fear is often the result of seeing shadows. The shadow of a little kitten can make it look like a largest tiger. But the shadow cannot touch you. You can walk through the shadow for God holds your hand in his and he leads you on. Remember, God has given us the gift of victory over fear. There is nothing that you and I need to fear. Brothers and sisters, Christmas season is not about cakes or puddings. It's not about Santa Claus. It's not about snowmen. It's not about trees. It's not about blinking lights. Christmas is a time to receive God's greatest gift to unwrap the gifts that the gift brings, activate them in our lives. In two days, we have just looked at five gifts. The gift of joy, the gift of peace, the gift of salvation, the gift of relationship, and today, the gift of victory. And we have said victory has many faces and we can claim every one of them. Remember, if Jesus Christ had not succeeded in defeating the devil and standing as the victor, we will not be celebrating Christmas. Now, before I ask pastor to take over and close the service, we will take a few minutes to pray over the different faces of victory that are yours and mine. But before we get into that, I want to throw out this question once again. And again, I can't see anybody on the screen except myself. But I want to ask you this. Do you know the Lord? Are you interested in receiving and activating the gift of victory in your life today? 
step number one you need to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior you need to accept that it is only he who can pull you out of the miry clay that you are in it is God who can forgive your sins Jesus Christ went to that cross to hang our sins upon that cross and to relieve us of those sins but we have got to accept it I couldn't do it by myself I had to accept that God only you have done it if somebody here wants to receive Christ this is your time I don't see you I can't see you but you can put your name your contact details in the chat box and we will get in touch with you because we would like to follow up with you but if if you are right now saying that yes I want to accept the Lord just say in your heart father forgive me for I am a sinner I can't get myself out of this sin but I need you to do it I, I accept you as my Lord my Savior I accept that it is only you who has gone to the cross and died for me I want to have a change in my life I want to have a change in my attitude I want to have a change in who I am I don't want to hurtle into darkness but I want to step into the light if you have said this close your prayer with the word Amen in Jesus name Amen and if you have said this please do put in your name into the chat box and we'd like to touch base with you um, we're not going to be uh, troubling you for anything much except we'd like to pray with you once again and uh, uh, acknowledge who you are meanwhile wherever you are let us personally take some time to pray for the lines of victory that we have just heard about wherever you are let's go into a time of prayer just a couple of minutes and then I'll hand over to pastor are you in need of victory over darkness and the powers of darkness talk to God you have the authority if you are a child of God you have the authority talk to God tell him that you are in need of victory over darkness and the powers of darkness In Jesus name we pray amen are you in need of victory over spiritual darkness do you want to get out of that you have been blinded by things of this world do you want to get out of that do you want to have victory over spiritual darkness and get into spiritual light talk to God talk to God right now It's your call. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Are you in need of victory over pride? Is that your problem? Are you in need of victory over pride? Confess your state to God. Ask him to change your attitude. Ask him to change your insights. He will do it but believe that he will do it thank you Lord in Jesus name we pray amen are you in need 
of victory over ignorance are you in need of victory over ignorance talk to God tell him that you want to know everything about him you want to have a beautiful relationship with him that you would walk with him and he would walk with you that you don't want to be ignorant of his ways Use the authority that God has given you. You can talk to God. You don't need others to talk for you to God. Talk to God right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Are you in need of victory over sickness and disease? Do you... Do you want God to touch you, heal you, restore you to health, strengthen you physically? Jesus Christ said, I give you the authority. Whatever I have done, you can do and more. Talk to God right now. Ask him to give you a new body. Fresh organs, organs that are functioning properly. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And finally, are you in need of victory over fear? Is that the problem? Fear of your current circumstances. Fear of the future. Don't worry. Just trust God. Just trust God. The God who has brought you thus far, is he going to let you down? He will not. He cannot. But you need to get it out of your mind that you are not living in fear. That fear is not having a hold on you. Talk to God right now and tell him that fear out of my life. It's history. It's no longer part of my life. Tell God that. And God and you together will walk in victory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Pastor, 